Welcome to the Expanded By Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea and on YouTube at expandwithchelsea. I am so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Today, I want to talk a little bit, well, okay, a lot of bit about human design. And more specifically, I want to share how I have been able to work with my chart as an emotional 2-4 profile projector. Human design has been probably one of the most life-changing, call it personality frameworks, tools, lenses, whatever you want, self-development. It has really helped me get to know myself on a deep level that is ongoing. It is always evolving my relationship to human design, to my chart. It always opens up like brand new things that I'm like, oh my God, that, that's like me to a T. All of these different ways of understanding myself, the way that I work and operate, what I do and don't like, like it has just been this giant permission slip to come back to myself. So I'm excited to talk about human design today and how I have been able to work with my chart in order to learn more about myself, be more successful, and honestly, like, come back home to myself. Like, I feel so much more in alignment now than I did even five years ago, definitely more than 10 years ago, and it has just truly changed my life in so many different ways. So hopefully this episode will help you dig into your chart a little bit more if we share any of these things that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk a little bit about the emotional authority, being a projector, specifically an energy projector, and then also going to talk a little bit about the 2-4 profile as well. So before we dive in, tomorrow, if you're listening on the day that this episode comes out, I am hosting an energy healing circle on 5-5, so that is Cinco de Mayo. We're doing it at 8 a.m. PST, so nice and early so that you have the rest of your day to go do whatever it is that you want. If you've been feeling like you need a little bit of extra support lately, maybe you've been feeling sticky or maybe the energy around you has been feeling heavy, you've been feeling a little bit more tired or exhausted and you know you just need some good loving up on your energy field, need to clear some things out of your energy field that are no longer serving you, I would love, love, love for you to join us. This is going to be a 90-minute session and I will be guiding you through a meditation to help you balance your chakras. Then I will send you the energy for about 30 to 40-ish minutes. And then I will share everything that came up after. I think that the intuitive guidance piece is just about everybody's favorite part. And if you are somebody that is working on receiving more, working on getting into your feminine energy, this is a really great way to practice it. Energy healing is such an expansive way to allow yourself to practice receiving because so many of us, I actually had to draw out this little visual for my clients. It's been coming up so often in my energy healing sessions. We If you can imagine two sides of the spectrum, one side is a side labeled giving and the other side of the spectrum is labeled receiving. Most of us have given our entire lives and 
when we start to receive, we're like, oh my God, I feel like I'm on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. And it like feels so different just because we're not used to it. But in reality, what's happening is like, we're moving like one notch further over on giving. And we have like so much more room in order to receive. Like, it's just so unfamiliar to us. It's just like, we're brand new to it, but practicing receiving in environments where you feel safe and supported and seen is a really great way to step into that. Also energy healing, cannot recommend it enough. It has absolutely changed my life in every single way. I feel way more connected to myself. I feel like I trust myself so much more. I feel way more like I have control over my life because I can go in, I can talk to my guides, I can talk with the universe, I can ask like, hey, what the fuck? Like, why did that happen? Like, what's the lesson there for me? And I'm able to work through things a lot more quickly. I'm able to move energy out of my field. And honestly, I just feel so much more connected to myself. I feel so much more connected to the world around me. And I really feel like less of a victim. I feel I am so prone to this. I am so prone to like, oh my God, why'd that happen to me type of thinking. And energy healing has just allowed me to release a lot of that. So I am truly so thankful. If you are interested in joining us, check out the link in the show notes. And if you have been interested in energy healing with me one-on-one, I'm actually going to be hosting a birthday bonus extravaganza. I don't know what I want to call it yet, but my birthday is coming up pretty soon on the 10th of May. And I've been talking a lot on the podcast about how I've been like in this weird liminal stage. And I actually got the download from my guides to offer one-on-one energy healing to open my books again. So I'm really excited about that. And what I wanted to do is I want to offer four sessions for the price of three. So if you want to work with me on an ongoing basis as your energy healer, this is the best way to do it. So make sure that you are paying attention. I'll share more details about this in the coming weeks, but just know that if you purchase a three pack, you're actually getting four sessions. It's a super great deal. And Just like anything else, energy work is best done consistently and at least monthly. So if you are a current client of mine and you're wanting to re-up on sessions, just let me know. I'll let you in on the birthday extravaganza deal. I'm going to call it probably like the birthday bonus deal. I don't know. It's going to be a, it's a kick-ass deal. You get four sessions for the price of three. We get tons of time together. One-on-one sessions, you get intuitive guidance straight from the universe and from your guides delivered directly to you. This is one of my all-time favorite ways to work with clients and knowing that we have four sessions together, holy shit, we can work through so much. So if you're going through or working through something big, you need a lot of support in your healing right now, this would be a perfect fit for you. Again, more details coming soon. If you're a current client and you've been working with me as your energy healer, just send me a message if you want to get in on this deal. All right, let's talk about human design. So when I first heard about human design, I believe it was 2020. And it was just like this thing that was all of a sudden in my field. And I was like, I need to learn more about this. I was like obsessed with it. I was like, well, well, I kind of had like two reactions. I was like, huh, well, I've never felt so like seen or heard. And also like, I don't want to be that. Like when I first found out that I was quote, a projector, I was like appalled. I was like, absolutely not. That is not me, but like kind of deep down, I was like, oh my God, that is me. But I was unaware of all of the conditioning that I had around it. And the more that I do the deconditioning work and let myself actually come back to who I am, I'm like, 
well, there's never been a more accurate thing than this. So human design has really helped me, I mean, ultimately to slow down. It feels like this giant permission slip to be who I'm actually, who I actually am in the world instead of who the world wants me to be. So I actually have this huge sense of like my shoulders come down. It's like this big exhale. It has taught me so much about myself. And kind of like I said, when I first learned that I was a projector, I was like, so you're telling me I have no energy and I'm fucking tired. I was like, I'm the most energetic person I've ever met. Like I've had people call me an energizer bunny. I have had manual labor jobs for most of my life. I was like, that's not me. I was like, I'm not a tired person, whatever. But the more that I leaned into like, oh, maybe you would actually do best with a four hour work period, or you can get a lot of work done because you're really efficient. You can actually get eight hours of work done in four hours. I was like, oh, that actually does like really sound like me. And maybe, just maybe, I have been overworking for my entire life. Maybe I'm not actually designed to be a workhorse, even though I can be, right? Like any of us can override all of these things, all of our natural states and be something else, but it's not gonna be sustainable for that long. So when I first learned about human design, I (laughs) went down the internet rabbit hole. And I was like, I want to know everything about my chart. I want to know what those like weird little like boxes are, like what all these channels mean, like what do the numbers on the sides mean? And if there's one thing that I've learned about human design is that is just definitely not meant to be all learned at once. It is meant to be slowly digested. And one of the best pieces of advice that I've heard with human design and the gene keys, which are related, but we're not going to like dive too much into that right now. The gene keys I think are fascinating, but I'm like looking at the book that I have, the Gene Keys book that I have. It's like it's like two inches thick. It's just sitting like right there and looking at it. And my eyes glaze over whenever I read it. And I'm like, well, I'm just not meant to know that information right now. And that's okay. And there will be a period of time where I get more interested in a certain channel or in a certain number. And what does this mean? And then I kind of dive deep into that. And then I pull back for a bit. So we have to let the information integrate. And if we just like force ourselves to try and like learn everything about it, like that's not the way that it's meant to be digested. That's not the way that it's meant to be learned or, I mean, because then we leave absolutely no room for implementation. So with human design, I learned about it in 2020 and I was like, wow, this like really explains a lot of things. I was like, (laughs) the first thing that like really resonated with me definitely wasn't my type. I've come around to that sense, uh, learning that I was a projector, but was my profile. So I want to talk a little bit about that because I am a two, four profile. So that is typically referred to as the hermit opportunist profile. And I was like, well, I am definitely a hermit. Like I need so much alone time. Like I was like, I actually think I'm the most introverted person I know. Like it is crazy. Like besides client calls and like hanging out with my boyfriend some nights of the week, like I really don't go out with people at all. Like I spend probably like 80% of my time solo. And when I first learned that like, that's actually really supportive for me, I felt so validated. I was like, yes, okay, I'm not weird. That's just like what I need. And the other part of that, the opportunist part, is all about networking. It's all about who you know. It's all about like, okay, you went and you did your hermit thing and you cultivated your gifts and now you actually need to share them with people. And I have realized that the times that I've been the most successful in my life is when I have had those periods where it's like, okay, great. I like fall off the radar. I go do my own thing. And then I come back and I share it with people who are willing and open and receptive to what I have to share. And I'll talk about the projector invitation piece in just a second. But 
it has truly been just this eye-opening thing of like, if I spend too long in hermit mode, then I really need to make sure that I am surrounding myself with people. Like, it's really easy for me to spend like all of my time in hermit mode and forget about the networking piece, but that's not how I'm going to move forward in life. So with that 2-4 profile, it has really allowed me to actually just like be who I am. It's so refreshing to just be like, yeah, actually like I'm not meant to like be around people 24-7. And with some of the other profiles in human design, like I read through them and I'm like, yeah, that's definitely not me. Like there are some of the profiles where you really have to like, you personally have to make the mistake uh, like maybe once, maybe a couple of times in order for you to get it. And I'm like, nope, if somebody else tells me that that was a mistake, I'm going to steer clear away from that. And I'm going to do it like a different way, but it has been such a fun experiment for me to notice the times when I have overextended myself, especially around people and not giving myself that hermit time. And then as soon as I do, I'm like, wow, I feel so much better. Like it's just so amazing to know that about yourself and what you need. There are other types of profiles in human design where maybe it's like the first uh, 30 years of your life. Okay. You're, you're really in this like learning stage. And then the second 60 years is like, okay, great. We've like learned a lot of things now. And then we're going to like take those lessons forward. And there's like three very distinct stages in somebody's life. And for me, it hasn't really felt like that. I mean, mainly because that's not my profile, but it really has felt like more of like this push pull, like finding almost the opposition, even in astrology. So being a Scorpio rising in astrology, just straight up, like that means that I have a lot of how do I want to phrase this? Like I have a lot of contradicting qualities in my chart. So like I can be like super bubbly and open and loving. And then on the other side, I'm like kind of like shadowy and like very ambitious. Oh, not that that's a bad thing. Um, And maybe a little bit more reserved. So I have all of these like very opposing qualities. So of course it would make sense that I would have like this huge desire to like be alone and then also like really be in people. It just, it cracks me up the, uh, the nature of that. So Diving a little bit further into being a projector. So like I said, it took me a while to come around to this. I was even like so convinced that I wasn't a projector that I told my mom that I didn't believe her <laughs> about the time that I was born. I was like, you're wrong. I was like, I'm going to call the courthouse. I was like, I don't, I just don't believe it. And that's just one of those things where it's like, sometimes we just don't want to face the truth and we don't want to actually accept the reality of who we are because we've been so conditioned to think that, there's just like one right way of doing things that if you're not this way, then you're bad, then you're wrong, whatever it is. So I finally just settled into it and I was like, okay, what if I just embraced this? And then I actually learned that I was an energy projector, which means that I do have a little bit more energy than typical projectors. So if you have like literally no idea what I'm talking about, I would highly recommend looking up your own human design chart. I like the Jovian Archive website, J-O-V-I-A-N-A-R-C-H-I-V-E. You can get your human design chart and you're going to notice a couple of things. There's a type, there's a strategy, there's an authority, there's a profile, and you're going to start to learn little bits and pieces about yourself. But for me, with being an energy projector, 
it just means that I have more defined centers. So projectors and manifestors and reflectors, we actually don't have our sacral defined, which is the thing that creates energy. This isn't to say that we don't have energy. We're just not meant to be running 24-7. We have limited reserves of energy and we really need to recover and rest in order for that energy to be refilled versus types like manifesting generators and generators. They're able to just like by doing the things that they love, they can just like keep fucking going. It's like the energizer bunny. Like the more that the bunny does the things that it likes, the more energy the bunny has. And it's just like this positive feedback loop. And that's not to say that, you know, projectors and manifestors and reflectors shouldn't do the things that they love. Absolutely, we should. But that means that no matter how much you love it, like you still do have to take a break from it. And energy projectors are actually more susceptible to burnout because they feel like they have more energy and they are able to go and to push past and to overextend their boundaries and their limits and their capacity more. And I've totally recognized that about myself. Like my desire to basically be a a generator subconsciously, I think is very high. Like I have been just so programmed to like believe that I can go, 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 and I don't need rest. And that is weakness. And I don't need to stop. And I should just keep going because this is what I love to do. And I should just have limitless energy is like so high. And it takes a lot of conscious thought and intention for me to step away from that. So that was a really big eye-opener in learning that because I, I actually have five defined centers, which for a projector is kind of a lot. Um, I have some friends and some clients that have uh, two defined centers, three defined centers, and all that means is that is going to be a reliable source of energy for you. Usually, you don't change very much within those defined centers. You can typically access the energy of that center and send it out into the world versus your undefined center. So those are going to be the white ones in your chart. This is where we pick up on energy coming from other people. We can also pick up on conditioning in those areas, which is because my sacral is open. I'm picking up conditioning that's like, you have to be busy. You have to go, go, go. You have to do all these things. You have to create your own energy. And I'm like, but I don't have that. That's just not me. But I've picked it up from so many people because around 70 to 80% of the population are generators or manifesting generators. No wonder I was, you know, trying to like make myself like them, but I am just built a little bit differently. As a projector, I am really here to be a guide, a leader. I am here to, I mean, hermit away and master whatever it is that I'm interested in and then to come out and to share it with people. Spring is officially my new favorite season. I mean, fall is awesome. Sweaters and pumpkin spice things are great, but like truly nothing is better than spring after a long winter. And here in Washington state, things are heating up rather quickly, which means I'm getting outside a lot more. I hate to say it, but in the winter, I just like definitely want to be inside. Like I do not have a tolerance for cold. It is really difficult for me to motivate myself to get my butt outside. If it weren't for my dog, Ollie, I just, I think I would be a lost cause. With the warmer weather brings more sweating, brings more activity. I'm outside climbing, I'm trail running. I'm just being outside because I like it. I'm doing all of my mobility sessions outside. And one product that I have been so, so thankful for is 
hydrate from True Wild. So True Wild is a new podcast sponsor. I actually have the founder coming on the show next week. You'll definitely want to listen to that episode. I'm really excited for you to meet Zach. True Wild is all about all natural products that actually work. So many sports performance, we're going to put that in quotes, products have shitty ass ingredients. They have fillers. They're full of synthetic things. They have terrible artificial sweeteners and you will find none of that inside True Wild. So what I'm obsessed with lately is the natural hydration powder called Hydrate, specifically the passion fruit guava flavor. Oh my God, it is pink. And if you know me, you know I absolutely am obsessed with the color pink. So having my like water bottle that's see-through with my pink liquid in there just like brings me so much joy. There are amino acids in there, which actually help to rebuild and recover your muscles after exercise, along with trace ocean minerals for hydration. There's 100% of your daily value of vitamin C, zinc, and magnesium so that you are supporting your immune system and reducing inflammation at the same time. There are no chemicals, no fillers, no synthetic ingredients, no stimulants. It is all completely non-GMO. It's vegan, gluten-free, all of the good stuff that we like to see. It's also produced in an eco-friendly facility, which turns out is pretty rare in the supplement industry. As I dive into during my interview with Zach, he goes behind the scenes of some of the sketchy things that other supplement companies do and what makes them so different and just their desire to do things the right way for the people and for the environment and the planet. If you are sweating, maybe even if you're not sweating. I'm not like a very sweaty person. I grew up swimming, so my my running joke is that I think the chlorine like permanently like shut down all of my sweat pores. But if you are active, if you are a light worker, if you are using your brain during the day, (laughs) all of you entrepreneurs, you need to be hydrating. You need to be refilling your electrolytes or you're probably going to have brain fog. You're gonna be unreasonably tired yet unable to fall asleep at the same time. It's time to do something about your hydration. It is not enough just to drink plain water. You definitely need electrolytes. And if you aren't wanting to just put sea salt in your water, like I did for a very long time, I had this like concoction of sea salt and lemon juice and apple cider vinegar. And I was like, yeah, this tastes like so good. I was like trying to convince myself and I was like, actually that tastes terrible. Like I would much rather just take a scoop of this powder and actually enjoy what I'm drinking. Because as I've said on the show before, you actually don't need to do things that you don't like, which includes what you eat and drink. If you like it, it's a lot more likely that it's actually going to become a habit that you stick with. So if you are interested in trying out the Hydrate from True Wild, I'd highly recommend it. You can use code CHELSEA20, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-2-0 for 20% off. You can also check out some of their other products, including their product Motion, which is a pre-workout. It does have a little bit of natural caffeine. I also have been really, really digging using that one prior to my climbing and my training sessions. But to be very honest, Hydrate is my go-to right now as I am working on my relationship with caffeine. So again, you can go to TrueWild, that's T-R-U-W-I-L-D.com and you can use code CHELSEA20 for 20% off. I hope you love their products as much as I do. And I know you're absolutely going to dig this interview that I did with Zach, one of the co-founders. I've really been thinking about that word a lot, actually, mastery. What does that mean? What does it mean to master something? What are the things that I'm interested in? And I mean, that's part of why I made this huge pivot in my business. I didn't know it at the time, but I wanted to master running a business. Like that is 
for whatever reason, that is like, it speaks to me on such a deep level. And I'm like, I need to know literally fucking everything about this. I need to be like, so good at this. And from those things that I learn, I want to teach other people how to do this as well. So I really feel like being in this role of coach, being in this role of healer has really allowed me to embody my projector type. It has been such a gift and like no wonder I never made it in a corporate environment. No wonder like a nine to five job wasn't going to work for me because you're there for eight hours, work from nine to five and make sure that you keep up a steady rate of work and effort throughout that entire time. And I'm just not built that way. Like I really work super well in bursts of energy. Like even if you were to just like watch me one day while I'm working, I do some work tasks and then I take a break and I go work out or I go on a walk or I color or meditate or whatever it is. And then I come back and I do some more work things. It is really like, it's so funny. Like I probably could condense all of that down into like three hours, but it just doesn't like feel good for me to do that for, to force myself to just work constantly. Like I really love having those breaks in there. It feels very spacious to me. It feels very fun and very playful. And that way too, I get to do things when I feel like doing them instead of feeling like I have to even if I do have to, in quotes, do some of those things, doing them when I want to and when I feel inspired to feels so much better than just like sit here, do this until it's done and then you can go play. Like, I don't want to do that. I want to play throughout my entire day and then have work sprinkled in there and that feels so good for me. Another piece about the projector profile that I was like, I fucking hate this <laughs> when I first learned about it was this, the strategy, wait for the invitation. Okay. So straight up, I was like, I wait for no one. I wait for nothing. I'm a fucking initiator. I was like, nope, that's not me. That doesn't resonate. And actually the more that I learned about it and the more I just like sat in it and like sat with my discomfort surrounding that because I was trying to make it mean something about myself. I was like, oh my God, if I'm the type of person that waits, like I'm lazy, which by the way is a projector shadow. That is like a projector's biggest fear is being called lazy. And, you know, we could dive into like, that's a bunch of conditioning, especially if you are from the United States. Like it is just this go, go, go agenda all the time. But if I was like, well, if I'm the person that waits around like, and doesn't take initiative, like, I'm never going to get anything done. I'm never going to create anything. I'm never going to be anything. I'm never going to achieve anything. And I was like, I don't want to be that type of person. Absolutely not. I don't want to wait for an invitation. It also, because I was thinking about it that way, it felt very disempowering for me. I was like, so even if I have an idea, I have to wait for somebody to invite me to share it? I was like, I don't think so. Like that doesn't feel good. But I was really looking at it through a very narrow lens. I was kind of expecting it to come through either a written or a spoken, like very direct, like I invite you to do X, Y, and Z. And sometimes invitations do come in that way. Like last year when I went to Greece, like my friend was like, would you like to go to Europe? And I was like, hell yeah, I'd like to go to Europe. Thanks for inviting me. And then, I mean, this happens a lot with travel. Uh, my friend Lisa in January was like, would you like to go to Hawaii with me? And I was like, hell yeah, I'd like to go to Hawaii. Like, 
That is for me when I know that I am in alignment. That's when I know I'm in flow is if I'm getting these types of invitations, but it doesn't have to even be that direct. It can also look like somebody asking me a question about one of the programs that I have. Hey, what are you doing next? Hey, can I learn a little bit more about this? Or people saying that they're interested in learning more. So the thing that I had to learn about waiting for the invitation, learning about my strategy and human design was that I actually have to create the environment for somebody to give me an invitation. I have to create the environment for invitations. And I've talked about this on the podcast uh, just a couple weeks ago, but this has been so fucking life-changing for me. I'm like, how did I not realize that I'm like, literally, I'm not just meant to like sit back, but I, I do have to initiate in the fact that I have to be visible. I have to allow people to see me, to see my work in order for them to say, hey, I'm interested in that. And then I can share more on it. So I mean, this also is wrapped up in my 2-4 profile, but if I were to only do like the hermit thing and just like be by myself and master everything and then I never share it with people, like I'd never have any invitations. So I really have to work with all sides of that and make sure that I am not just like, I was going to say quarantining myself, but I'm not just like hiding myself away and hiding my gifts and hiding what I'm mastering because I really am meant to share it with people. I am meant to create an environment where I can then receive invitations to share what I have mastered and to share what I've, what I've learned about and the things that are exciting me. As a projector, I know that I am in alignment when I feel successful. And I've actually been really playing with this a lot lately in my daily life. And I realized as like on a day-to-day basis, I don't feel very successful. Like as somebody that is historically pretty hard on themselves, like it takes a lot for me to be and to feel successful. And then I'm just generally like right on to the next thing, like whether that's a launch or creating a program or whatever it is, I'm just like, okay, cool, next. But that is like super not sustainable. And especially as a projector, I need to feel successful in order for me to feel like I want to show up. And I've been using this thing that I created. I mean, it's basically a habit tracker. I'm looking at it right now. And there are five different habits that I have been working on every single day. So they are meditation, mobility, getting my dog outside for like a really decent amount of time, like whether that is a walk or playing ball or going climbing or whatever. And then also creating space to get angry so that I can let out some of these feelings that I have that we'll talk about in just a second when I talk about the emotional authority that I have. And then also reading. I have really been reading a lot more lately. I've been bringing it back in. My nervous system is feeling so much better around reading because the last, I'd say probably year when I sat down to read, it was just like I would start rabbit holing and my brain would go off in all of these different directions because being in stillness and being in silence felt really uncomfortable still. But I have really been working on that a lot lately. So I've been able to bring reading back and that's been great. But I've been using this habit tracker as a way to help me feel successful in a day so that I can look at this and I'm like, hell yeah, like I fucking ticked off four out of five of those boxes. I feel successful. So with your human design chart, if you are a projector, finding ways to help you feel successful during the day. If you are a generator or a manifesting generator, finding ways to help you feel satisfied. Like what are those things that like it's, is it making your bed? Is it like the way that your coffee place looks as a reflector, finding ways that you can actually be like surprised and delighted throughout your day? Like what are the, are you planning everything from minute to minute and you're like leaving no room for surprises? 
If you're a manifester, making sure that you're actually like building peace and stillness into your day. So maybe that's meditation, but being really intentional around this. Like I cannot tell you how much just this little like silly chart has helped me. I feel successful in my day. Therefore, I have more confidence. Therefore, I trust myself more. Therefore, I can do things like sit back in my business when I have no idea what's coming next. Like I really don't know if I would have been able to do that without this chart. Like, I I feel like I'm just having this realization right now on the podcast. I'm like, holy shit, like that's a part of it, right? Because I am seeing these little successes. I'm trusting myself that I'm going to step into bigger success because I'm allowing myself to experience this on a daily basis. So it's just really been this whole experimentation process lately. But I honestly think it's so worth it. So if you haven't played with concepts like this and relating them back to your chart, I would highly recommend it because I mean, who doesn't want to feel more successful in a day? Who doesn't want to feel more satisfied or peaceful? I mean, these are all just, these are all good things. And this isn't to say that as a projector, I'm not meant to ever feel satisfied or peaceful, but the feeling that specifically resonates with me the most is success, the feeling of success. That's when I know I'm in alignment. That's when I know I'm doing the quote correct things for me. So I want to talk a little bit now about the emotional authority. Oh my God. Okay. So kind of similar to learning that I was a projector. When I learned that I had an emotional authority, I was like, can we not? Like 50% of the population does have an emotional authority. And I was like, can I have any other one, please? But like, it's so clear to me that I do have an emotional authority. It couldn't be anything else. Like since I was a little kid, my parents would tell me stories of just these like prolific temper tantrums that I would throw. And I think at one point they even like recorded me and like showed me this temper tantrum, which I mean, that's probably like traumatizing in in and of itself. But just to really show you, like I've been an emotional person, like highly emotional since I was very young and I didn't always have the best outlets for that. And I really made myself wrong for having so many different emotions. I mean, I remember my first breakup when I was like 16 and honestly feeling like the world was going to end. And I was like, why is this like hitting me so hard? I was like, why do I care so much? Like I didn't really care, but I was just like, I I mean, I did. I had so many feelings around it. And I was like, oh my God, like I can't think. I can't do anything else. Like it's all I can focus on. It's all I can do is like feel my feelings. And as somebody that's an emotional authority, what that just really means is I need to be able to move through the wave of emotions that comes up when I'm presented with making a decision before I make the decision. So if I were to be presented with an opportunity and have somebody like somebody says like, you need to make a decision right now on the spot, that would not be the best for me because I am really not designed to make decisions in an emotional high or an emotional low, because that's not actually going to be the thing that is in alignment for me moving forward. Somebody else that maybe has, let's say, for example, a sacral authority where they're just really meant to listen to their gut and they're really supposed to go with their first instinct, like that's that's maybe a very appropriate scenario for them is to give an answer very quickly and just be like, yep, I know that that's the one to trust their gut. But for me as somebody that needs a little bit more time to move through that emotional wave, I need a little bit more time making decisions. So learning that about myself has been 
profound because I now know that when faced with something big, like let's say, for example, do you want to go on this trip with me? Another example might be, what's the next program that you want to run? Um, Another example could be, where do you want to live? Like, I just need a lot of time to think about and move through those feelings until I have clarity. And then when I have clarity, then I can make a decision as somebody who always wants to move through things as fast as possible. This has just been such a lesson in patience for me. And it has been so good for me because when I do make decisions before I have the clarity, then that's when I have to cancel things or I back out or they're just really not in alignment. So it has been such a trust building process in myself to know that while other people might be able to make decisions very quickly, I am just somebody that needs a little bit more time. And in allowing myself to take that time, I mean, how how in alignment with being a projector, like just slowing down in all aspects in general. But when I take that time, I actually get to choose the decision that is the most in alignment for me for the long run, not just in this moment right here. And I think, I mean, I've talked about your authority on the podcast before, but I really think that the more that you tune into your own authority, whether that is sacral or splenic or ego or self-projected, the better you get to know yourself and truly the easier your life becomes. So that has been just such a gift from human design for me is learning that I have an emotional authority and being able to not only welcome it, but to learn to work with it. It has allowed me to become a more patient person with myself, which of course then radiates on to others. And I get to start practicing slowing down and being in my feminine energy and trusting myself, trusting that, you know what, if I'm not able to answer this big decision in front of me right away and it's going to go away or it's for a limited period of time, that it's just not meant for me. And that's okay. It's not because I'm bad or wrong or can't make a decision. It's just because it doesn't feel good for me to move through that process that quickly. And I do trust that what is meant for me will not miss me. So learning more about my human design has, I mean, it's helped me in every single aspect and area of my life. And of course, because I am the person running the business, yes, I partner with my business, but if I am completely out of alignment and living a life that is totally not what is meant for me, if I am trying to just live in my conditioning and not actually be who I am authentically, that is going to negatively impact the business. So by becoming more aware of my human design and embodying it and allowing myself to live my human design, I have really found that I have slowed down so fucking much. I look back at the pace that I had in the first year or two of my business and I was like, well, I couldn't even force myself to do that now. But within that, there is so much more joy. There is so much more spaciousness. And I have just this deep trust in myself. I just know things are going to work out even if I don't see them right in front of me. Even if I can't like explain how it's going to work out, I can't explain how I know it's going to work out. I just know that it will. It has allowed me to become a more patient person and I really feel like I know myself so well. I feel like every time that I I'm feeling a little bit anxious or I am ruminating on the past. Like I'm just, I'm not in my human design. I'm not doing the things that I am 
designed for. And it's a really good indicator that like, hey, you need to look at things like you need to do things a little bit differently. And we all came here to be very unique individuals. And lately, I've been diving a little bit more into my channels of human design. They still don't make a lot of sense to me, to be very honest. And I kind of, like I said at the beginning, I kind of just figure that when I'm meant to know about them, when I'm meant to know about them more, I will. And that information will drop in. It'll all of a sudden like make sense. Right now, when I read some of this information, it truly feels like I'm trying to read a different language. And I'm like, I just, I see the words, but like they don't really make sense to me. And human design is like that. Like you're just supposed to unlayer it instead of consume it all at once. So when I learn a little bit more about my channels, my gates, other things, maybe I'll come back on and do another episode with all of that. But hopefully you were able to learn a little bit about yourself throughout this podcast episode. Even if we don't share anything, hopefully you're able to see how impactful human design can be. And this makes you excited to dive further into your chart because there's so much truth in there. There's so much permission. There's so much freedom and expansion and spaciousness. And that chart is you. It's how you were designed. It's how you were meant to live and move through the world. And that is worth its weight in gold. So if you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. You can leave a rating or a review on iTunes, or you can share it to your stories on Instagram. You can tag me. I am at expand with Chelsea. Thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have the best rest of your day. I will talk to you next episode.